habitat's not gonna hold much longer. We need to start thinking about off-site solutions. The island is the one thing that's kept him isolated. If he leaves, Godzilla will come for him. There can't be two Alpha Titans. But the whole theory of an ancient rivalry stems from Iwi mythology. He's gotten too big over time. This environment won't sustain much longer. It's too unstable. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Nice. Nice. That's great. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd like that one. No, that's really good. Always, always the, the Godzilla sound effects. Uh, I am, what am I? I don't know. This is episode 341. That's what this is. And tonight we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong, the 2021 movie that, that came out, uh, like a week ago. And it feels like we're the last ones to review it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's mainly because we're always, we always feel weird about doing, um, HBO go or, uh, HBO max stuff, right? Is it does it does it nas- is it is it cheap seat if we're if we're subscribing to HBO? No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Right? Yeah, you know, I, it's kind of a, eh. I hate to 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 bend to the will, but there's so many good stuff happening on HBO um, Max that it's hard to uh, hard to ignore right now. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, but that's okay. We're doing it anyway. This will be, I guess, our second HBO Max because we also did the Wonder Woman uh, 1984 too, uh, 84 yep. also. So eh, maybe well. we're, we're, we're branching out. Maybe, I don't know, the seats are getting a little bit closer to the action. They're a little less cheap. I don't know. Uh, but I will say, yeah, well, no, you're not wrong. Uh, we, are, we still are. So uh, with this is episode 341. I said, I said that already, 341. And we're doing that movie I already said. I am Sean. I haven't said that yet. Gosh, I am Sean Allred. And joining me tonight is Andrew. Couldn't she have had Build-A-Bear do a better job? Jimison? Hello there. Hey, buddy. You talk about the little girl? Yeah, oh. yeah. That little oh, monkey yeah. thing she had. Like, it would have been... Aww. It looks so terrible. It had character. I know it did. It's sweet. But it, it's, it's, I'm just making a joke. It was, it was almost like a little... Uh... Uh, what what are the voodoo dolls mm-hmm. of Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, so I guess maybe she hugs it, and then Kong feels the love tonight. Also joining us tonight is Sam, yes. uh, who also sits in a giant skull when he DJs Vector. Absolutely, I, I'm still waiting for for yours, but you know, well, I'll, you, I'll you have to. You get a 3D print it for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just so you know, uh, 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 Sean, I've got a ticket to Tokyo for you here. Yeah. That uh, I'm going to send you over there um, uh, for the next few years to uh, to just wait something out for me, okay? All right. <laughs> that sounds fine. They have 
think like free healthcare and really clean air and sushi uh, and uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what will happen. You'll you'll choke on some sort of sushi. <laughs> yeah. I'll get the seafood will finally kill me as I, I assume that it will. Yeah. Or that that works. Yeah. It, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds legit. Anyway, like I said, this is doing we're doing Kong versus Zilla. Zilla versus Kong. I think that's actually what it's called. And Zilla, really. Z- uh, yeah, Godzilla. I guess yeah, because Zilla. How, how does how does Godzilla buy houses? I, I don't know how does he? he 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 goes to Zillow. Oh, he goes to Zillow. Nice. That's yeah. a good joke. I appreciate that. No, that was great. That was a dad joke. It was a good dad joke. I appreciate it. No, seriously, it was good. Uh, without without corny here to do those types of jokes, we rely on both you and Andrew for those types of jokes. Uh-huh. He also buys his purses from Zulily. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which Kong carries purses. <laughs> Clearly, if you didn't see it in the film. Yeah. No, I'm with you. He calls it a man satchel, but <laughs> it's really a purse. I mean, let's just be honest here. Yeah. No, you're yeah. you're 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 or, right. Totally right. And that's the sole reason why he should be destroyed. Yeah, that's why that's why they're fighting actually. Godzilla yeah. is like, that's mine. And you stole it. So it seems like an episode of like I Love Lucy where they want they like her once and somebody else are trying to get the same purse on the rack like the day before Christmas or something. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Why am what I'm saying is Godzilla versus Kong, directed by Adam Wingard. Wingard? Wingard. I like Wingard better. Wingard? Wingard. It's probably not right. Save more money at Wingard. <laughs> wow. A Menards reference. Jeez. <laughs> If if you're listening to this show from North Carolina, you probably have no idea what that is. If you're overseas, you definitely don't know what that is. But if you're west of the Mississippi, then you enjoyed that joke. Wow. Okay. Wait. No. They, there's no Menards around here. I've is there? I've never seen a Menards I, I, east I of Tennessee. Okay. Well, uh, we're, I, I used to see. Uh, I have no idea what a Menards commercials. is. Yeah, I wouldn't oh, think so. Okay. My gosh. All right. Well. Never mind then. I w- I used to tell kids in like fifth grade you can suck on Menards. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only. Yeah, that's you, the you, only way I know that word. You shouldn't say that, Andrew. So I'm looking at the um, Sam. I'm on the Menards. This is the level of uh, research you get with cheap seat reviews. I'm on the Menards yeah. locator website. There is nothing east of West Virginia. And nothing south of Tennessee that I can see. Everything it's it's very much a Midwest, northern mist Midwest. Let's see, Holy they've gone. Crap. How do I know about Menards then? Well, because of your time in Wisconsin, I would bet. Oh, okay. They're all over that area. Like they ha- they have they have two in Wyoming, uh, you know, a handful in the Dakotas and Kansas. But they're, I mean, the 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 picture I'm looking at is like it's a little icon. There must be. A couple hundred in the Indianapolis or the Indiana, Illinois, Ohio belt area. So, okay. there you go. This episode is brought to you by Menards. Boy, don't I, I wish hey, Menards? Don't... Why don't you uh, uh, give us a sponsorship, buddy? Yeah, somebody has has an in with Menards. Let them know that we're uh, we're 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 jingling them. Yes, <laughs> I um, I happen to love Menards, yeah. and I carry them <laughs> everywhere I go. Sometimes yeah. I'll even fondle them. And I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's 
gonna be one of those podcasts, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Oh, yes, we're all we're all screwed. Okay, we're all tr- we're all tired. We're all it's it's end of spring break for a lot of us, and I don't think any of us want to go back to work after a good spring break. So, well, well, I mean, a few of us, and by a few of us, I mean me. I, I did have to work over spring break. That's what happens when you're staff and you're not faculty. Uh, so, Adam, we actually have seen this director before. And uh, Andrew is waiting patiently to read what the synopsis of this movie is. But I want to get into the yeah. director a little bit. Uh, so he did Death Note, which is a popular movie, which we've not seen. Uh, but he did the Blair Witch remake in 2016. I don't know if either one of you saw oh, really? that. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did The Guest. He did... Uh, let's see, something called Your Next. It seems like he's done a lot of kind of horror stuff. But the one thing that we've done is on the ABCs of death, he did Q is for Quack. Interesting. I don't okay. remember what that one was. Oh, that was the, it was the dudes, right? It was like two guys like in the desert, and they were trying to come up with something for Q... And they were going to shoot a duck with a gun, and they, they they end up killing themselves with the gun by accident. Wasn't that the thing? I don't remember. I know it was. Those things were so. It's been a while. Yeah, they were bad. Well, a couple of them were good, but I think most of them were. Not. Most of them were pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy's he's he's done some stuff. This is kind of one of his first uh, not horror films. Uh, big, big, big budget action actioner. So, Andrew, tell us, please, for those that have no idea what Kong or Godzilla versus Kong is, please enlighten us. The epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another: the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong, with humanity caught in the balance. All right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys know Andrew used the word that I I saw today for the first time? I had never seen MonsterVerse. Have you guys seen that before? Well, yep. clearly not, because when I was reading it, I I almost said multiverse or universe or something. Uh, but now I, I guess we have a a MonsterVerse out there with like you know monsters. Yeah. Yep, the Godzilla monsterverse. So is it, it just in- the Godzilla the monsters, or is it well? It includes across- the the Kong. Um, oh, what movie was it? The Skull Island movie, or, or yeah. So I the twenty was. what twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, the one with uh, Breaking Bad in it. It was um, that's the first Godzilla movie. So that's the first in the series, and then Kong Skull Island, which is set in the seventies with Sam Jackson. And uh, yeah. Captain Marvel and Loki, they're yeah, like half the MCU. Yeah, that's the second movie, and then the third one is the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, yeah, and I've yeah, I actually have watched uh, because I watched this one thinking that we were going to record like two weeks ago or something, and then <laughs> in the meantime, I watched. I guess King, uh, Godzilla, the first whatever of this set. Yeah, with the the um, Netflix gal. What's her name? Billy, yeah. Bobby Britton. Yeah, Millie Bobby yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah, Thank that you. one. 
and I also watched uh, Kong Skull Island. So I haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay. I, I well, yeah, I enjoyed it. So it I haven't, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen the first Godzilla. Honestly, I I went into this just wanting to watch this movie, um, and did not realize that I was missing out on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because I this I, was like the Avengers of. Monsterverse, basically. Well, yeah, I right? mean, yeah, I mean, it was like watching Batman versus Superman, having not watched Man of Steel. I guess that's it. There's nothing else before that movie, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. It's not a very good comparison, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess the better comparison would have been watching Avengers, having not seen, you know, any of the other. I guess it, I did see Kong Skull Island, so it'd be like me watching only yeah. Captain America. Actually, I think yeah. that's an yeah. appropriate analogy because I'm on the web, I'm on the site for Godzilla King of the Monsters, and literally on the picture here is uh, Millie Bobby Brown looking all, you know, smiley or whatever in the in the shot there. I I didn't know that this was kind of a direct sequel to that, so. I kind of want to watch it because there's a bunch of cool actors in it. I mean, so Kyle Chandler, who is the dad in this movie, who's only in it like for two minutes. You got Vera Farminga. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Ken Watanabe, who we love from uh, Inception. Yep. Uh, Bradley Whitford. West Wing's own Bradley Whitford. My gosh. Yep. And some other people, so uh, that I like, uh, so I I kind of want to go watch it. Though it's got an IMDb ranking of six. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's well we'll get into the review of this where this this movie depends on how you feel when you watch it, right? Um, it could go a lot of ways, and I think that that's the same way on those. Any of these kind of monster movies are that way, you know, the Saturday afternoon special type of thing. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good, that's actually a really good kind of idea of Saturday afternoon special. Uh, so Sam, why don't you go ahead and uh, lay down your five word review for us? Sir. Sure. And I, I actually, I've, I only have one. Um, and it's just one of those movies. I think we're going to have a really hard time having a very long podcast on this movie. Um, because my, my, my review, I think absolutely sums it up is big, loud and absolutely amazing right you go into this movie you're not expecting shakespeare you're not expecting uh you know in the story to to really happen and um i went into this thing i don't know why i i I, it hit me the right way because i had a heck of a lot of fun with this i know i think i believe i was home alone so i could turn the tv up as loud as i could do it and just just have fun with two gigantic monsters fighting each other. And eventually the third one, you know, comes in there as well. The The story is absolutely stupid, right? It's just a matter of, of getting these things from one place to the other. And it, a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I don't care. I had a lot of fun. And I thought, uh, now, now I will say there are problems with the movie. There are some scenes where it looks uh, cutscene, uh, video game cutscene ish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where it's not quite up to snuff, um, written realism, but when they start fighting in, in Tokyo with all the neon lights and I believe it was Tokyo, right? It was Hong Kong. But... 
or Hong Kong with the neon lights. Man, what I, I think they did such a great job. It felt like those things were real, right? It, it, there, there was weight to these monsters. It wasn't just a CGI space uh, filling up the air. It was, you know, there was breathing. There was there was heft to them, and um, I I just had a great I had a great time. Um, it was exactly what I needed on on a day that I was needing it. So um, I, it's got its problems. Story, yes. Some of the acting, yes. Um, they're trying to fit, I think, a little too many of the human pieces into it. Um, but again, it's it, like I said, it's an Avengers type of story where they're bringing in a whole bunch of other people from different movies um, into it. But uh, no, I had a great, I had a great time with it. Hey, right on. I mean, sometimes that's all you need, right? You know, it's, right? You just you're just looking for some fun. You're looking to be entertained, and and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm kind of with you in the point that, especially in the world of this podcast right now, we've we've done some Road to Perdition and Atonement back to back. Those are heavy movies, <laughs> and I'm wondering if that's maybe why, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was that we've done so many big, heavy movies lately that something like this was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, in 2021, so far in the we're now into month four, but I mean, we started off with the Killing Joke, which is kind of rough. I mean, like. And, and like tonally speaking, I mean, like it's there's mm-hmm. there's rape and there's murder and I mean it's for a cartoon it's a dark thing, right? And then and then we get to kind of a depressing midnight sky and then we do hidden figures, which is kind of the Disney version of of stuff. But it was you know it's still kind of we had to use our brains, right? And then Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was emotionally Ooh. draining, yeah, for for all of us. And then we skip over to you know, Atonement and Road to Perdition. So, you know, the movies like uh, Push and Jumper and Outside the Wire are uh, kind of in the minority uh, so far, I think, in 2021. We're, we're watching some some heat deep stuff, which I think is good and different mm-hmm. for us for the show, especially if you look at our history. So I, you're not wrong. It's, this was kind of a fun movie to just kind of sit back and go, I don't have to take a lot of notes. I don't even really have to pay attention that much. I'm just going to, you know, my son came down. Uh, my eight-year-old son came down right when Mecha Godzilla was coming online. And yeah. I looked at my wife and I'm like, he should be fine. They've had like one swear word in the entire movie. I said, yeah. and this is just going to be giant fake thing versus giant fake thing versus giant fake thing. And so I said, hey, Declan, this is what this is. If this starts to get scary, just let me know and we'll pause it. He's like, all right. And he just sat and then he starts asking questions. Well, why are they fighting him? Well, this is why. Okay. Well, why is this happening? Okay. So, yeah, I, was, I had fun. So we'll do, I'll do my five word in just a second. Andrew, what you got? Besides Sorry? the muted self. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find my mouse. It wasn't showing up. All right. Um... Yeah, so I have a so-so monster buddy cop film. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you in the fact that we, we saw some pretty heavy things lately, and I was hoping that this one, and it did, in a way, kind of take me out of it, but I had to bring myself back in about 
halfway through. And I was thinking, you know, it's okay. You know, it's not like... I actually watched this in its entirety twice because I watched it once by myself. And then I thought, well, my kids might want to watch this because they had actually asked about it and they'd never seen a Godzilla or King Kong movie before. And I, I told him, I said, look, there's a little bit of violence and there's a couple of words that, you know, you know that you don't need to ever repeat. And they said, yeah, it's cool. So, um, so they watched it and they enjoyed it. And I think for them, it was cool and it was fun to see. And maybe when I would, you know, if I were their age, I would enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was very predictable. Oh, you gosh, know, yeah. Uh, you knew what was coming for sure. You knew exactly what was happening. Um, from the first moment we meet, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kong? No, the 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 company exec. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah evil corporation. Companies. Yeah, I mean, you know that that's going to be an evil corporation. Um, I, I didn't really foresee the... Uh, Mecha Godzilla happening until they start talking about it. Like I wish that would have been uh, a little bit more organic. How they let that come to fruition, and I don't know. I feel like they just kind of gave away. Even though it was cool how they revealed it through the fog and the smoke. Uh, I, I don't know that we talked about it before that, so we know it's coming even if you don't really know that much about, which I don't know that much about Godzilla. I've never seen, other than what we've done for the podcast, I've never seen any Godzilla movies. Oh, wow. Okay. It was a staple uh, for me in the in the 80s. I remember, again, Saturday afternoon, watching Godzilla movies or giant monster movies um, yeah. on TV in Florida. Uh, I wasn't born then, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh! But, <laughs> but, you know, it was... I felt like I was watching two different movies in a, in one sense uh, because I'm following the Millie Bobby Brown plot line. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the kind of the Kong plot. Line. So we've kind of got a Godzilla plot and a King Kong plot that we're following, which uh, I mean, I understand why, but I mean, let's be honest. This is really a King Kong movie in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He feels like it's, the hero. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know how much of it, how much of the Godzilla backstory we really needed or side story we really needed. Um, I, I don't know. I, the, the acting was fine. The, you know, CGI was fine, but I, I agree with you about the, uh, some of the scenes feeling like a video game cutscene, in some places, uh, and then. I did find a little bit of an issue. It, this is kind of where it took me out. We were going to Hollow Earth, and we see this diagram on the screen of Hollow Earth, and we see all these little tunnels, right, going to the middle of the planet. But then we never, we never see that. Like we never experience that on film. We basically we fall in a hole, and we're in the nether, right? We're just in this open space. And then you get sucked through this wormhole-looking whatever and end up in Hollow Earth. So 
I don't know. I just maybe I'm nitpicking, but I didn't like it as much as I think you guys probably did. Oh well, that's fine. I mean, that's that's all right. There's a there's certainly plenty to nitpick in this kind of movie, and I think there's certainly um, plenty of other issues to go along with. I think to that specific point of them showing the uh, the Earth with lots of different points but the only ever go to the one in Antarctica is maybe because that's the one where they know about. Um, I think they show all those other ones to kind of give us an excuse as to why there's so many monsters on the surface is that yeah. they're somehow getting pooped out, you know, into the, onto the surface. So anyway, uh, so my, my uh, five word was most predictable team up movie. Yeah. So I just it you, it was very predictable. It was mm-hmm. I don't know. I just so here so this is how predictable it was. Having not ever seen it, right? The the they're, they're showing the tra- the trailers. We're seeing commercials for it. And uh, one of the podcasts I follow, they're like, "Hey, we're doing we're doing this movie. They did this uh, like four or five days ago," and I commented on their on their what uh, their post and I said prediction they're going to be fighting each other and then something is going to come along and then they're going to have to team up and fight that thing because the studios are not going to have them kill each other because you wouldn't kill a multi-million dollar franchise when you've only made four movies you know what I'm saying like there's so many millions other dollars to be made by making the next Kong or the next Godzilla or the whatever, right? I mean, there's they're going to keep making these things because why not? So uh-huh. I, I I knew that was going to happen at some point. I didn't know it was going to be Mecha Godzilla, and it was pretty cool. I mean, that fight scene was really cool. In fact, after I pulled clips, I went back and just rewatched just the team up fight scene, and it was really neat. It was cool. I mean, it's it's beautifully done, and it's it's kind of neat to see that. It's they're giving these creatures a little bit of intelligence. It's not just the fact that they're mindlessly blowing up buildings and punching each other. There's there's some intelligence. Godzilla sees that Kong is in trouble and looks up and goes, "I need to recharge his axe," and gives his axe a little recharge so that he could he could use it to hack away at the machine. Like there's some cleverness to that, which I thought was really kind of nice. You it know? it totally showed us what transformers could have been yeah right well so this movie had very much so this movie reminded me of one transformers one the the one that we liked and also it reminded me of pacific rim obviously they, they both have the theme that it's giant things punching each other but also the fact that we have the humans on the ground that are doing things that are that are that are they're trying to help you know and so you had the, the trio, right? You had the dude from Deadpool 2. You've got the, the other guy that I, his name is Brian something, Brian Tyree Henry, who played a character named Jefferson Davis in Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't, um, I didn't know that was a, I don't, I don't remember there being any uh, Civil War references to Into the Spider-Verse, but maybe I'm just misremembering. 
Anyway, he's yeah. in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was he was the comedy comic relief for this movie. Um, anyway, and then Millie Bobby Brown or the three of them, you know, they they somehow like figure out like they're the investigators, right? So they they kind of remind me a little bit of the two scientists guys from Pacific Rim that are trying to figure things out or whatever. So I don't know. I I kind of could have done without their subplot, honestly, but. And I guess they she was in the first one, so they needed to have her some give her something to do. I don't know. I just something to do. I didn't care about their plot, honestly. He was funny, uh-huh. and and I'm glad. I guess at the end they were able to contribute by spilling water down the thing, and it makes the the system glitch a little bit. But <laughs> I was way more interested in the little girl with the monkey doll, the deaf girl. That was yeah. that was a yeah. way more interesting story to tell. And well, and, and and way more believable. Um, the the story of those three going through the tunnel and and going from Pensacola, Florida, or whatever it was in Florida, to Hong Kong, um, you know, through the mega tunnel, and it just it it seemed it seemed forced, is what it seemed. Mm-hmm. And and when movies have to resort to shoehorning characters into doing things, I, I think they, they fail most often uh-huh. sometimes. And what really bothered me was at the end where her dad is there. It just happens to be in Hong Kong together in the same place. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with them both being in Hong Kong, right? Because he's, he's apparently in charge of something that's in, that deals with the monsters. And so, you know, they like in having not seen the other ones, that might have been important information to have, but whatever. Um, so they fly him out there, and of course, she yeah, she takes the subway from from point A to point B. I mean, how rich is this company that they can build a subterranean maglev system to transport this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm no like engineer uh, or quantum mechanic, but what would happen? If you're traveling traveling that quickly, unrestrained, in a capsule, I mean, would your body not just be thrown to the back of this? One would think. And flattened. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that. Right. They're going. It's. It, it even shows they're going like 600 miles per hour because that's the only way you can get them from Florida to. Hong Kong in a movie in which, um, you know, time is of the essence. So, yeah, I think physics is is a little broken there unless there's some kind of gravity field that they've created so that all their stuff inside doesn't get squished to the back of the wall. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, and they, some... they, they, well, I will say that the space, I'm sorry, the ships they were using to levitate around mm-hmm. looked stupid. I did not like the design of those ships. I thought it was very, I don't know. It just did not look the part to me. It was a lot of bad science in this. And it was a little fantastical. And that's what those ships reminded me of. It was just like, I know this is taking place in the future, but eh, even for that. Right. You know, I agree. They weren't designed well and it took me out. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really care, honestly, about them. I thought they were just whatever. 
the 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 other parts that the human parts that really annoyed me. So the the girl um, Eliza Gonzalez, who was the daughter See? of the of the bad bad guy, right? Hmm. Just kind of hot. She's very attractive. Yeah, she's a very lovely woman, and uh, apparently she's in a From Dust Till Dawn series where she's a vampire or something. But there's a when I clicked on her IMDb page to see if I knew her from something else. Uh, we know her, or I know her from Baby Driver. She's in Baby Driver. Um, but there's a picture with her with a giant snake around her. So I guess she's kind of playing the Selma Hayek character from the movie, um, which is fun. Uh, so anyway, the um, anyway, so she she's just kind of there in the movie, right? She's just the the, you know, the the pretty girl there in the movie, and and all of a sudden she just instantly turns evil, like on a snap. It just seems so quick for her just to go, okay, you know, you know, point guns at the at the like. <laughs> what soldier guy thought I need to point a gun at the deaf nine year old? I, I don't understand yeah. that. And then you have to know that at this point in the movie that Kong has a relationship with this girl. He's going to hurt you. Yeah. If you hurt her. I don't understand. Like she she seems like a smart person until this moment she just turns into a cartoon villain. So when she got crushed, you know, got you know, Kong take grabs the shuttle and looks inside to make sure that she's in there and not the girl, and he squishes it. And I'm like, okay, it wasn't a very satisfying death. It's not like in, well, uh, spoiler alert for Kong Skull Island. Have you have you both seen that one? Yes. yes. Okay. So when 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 Sam Jackson gets it, it's kind of um, satisfying because <laughs> because That's he's, horrible, by the way, it is horrible. But he's he's kind of a dick through the whole movie, right? You know, he's just yeah. decision after decision is just him trying to kill this thing and he and more and more of his men are dying and like Loki is like dude let's just leave let's just go even John C Riley is like can we just go get on the thing and let's go but Sam Jackson has to do the whole Ahab you know Moby Dick thing trope and so when he gets it it's kind of satisfying honestly <laughs> but in this movie I'm like that was kind of a waste of a pretty girl I just I didn't care you know so the the only people I cared about was uh, Sarsgaard, you know, the bearded man, who mm-hmm. was then shaven and looked. You know, the guy he played. Uh, he played um, Tarzan in the Tarzan movie, and then the little girl, and then the the, the mom who we've seen in Iron Man three. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we saw her in the Prestige. She's in the Prestige. Um, they're the only humans I cared about, honestly. I wanted, mm. I, I, I really, and I'll be honest too, I don't know what it was, but there was a moment where when she's signing to Kong and Kong signs back home, it kind of got me in the feels a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It kind of gave me yeah. a little moment. So I don't know. It's just one of those <laughs> things. It's one of those things. You know how like you can watch a movie a thousand times and it not affects you, but then sometimes for whatever reason, it's that one time it gets you. We're at the house yesterday. It's uh, Saturday. We've got the windows open. It's kind of stormy outside a little bit. You know, I'd just come inside from doing some yard work before the rain. And so I just turned the TV on just to cool off, waiting for the rain to stop so we can go back outside, right? 
And it's on uh, one of the HBOs had Independence Day, the first one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, heck yeah, I'll watch Independence Day. There's nothing else on. So it's like the second half, right? We've already it's the scene where they're getting ready to uh, to nuke the ship, right? So it's right be- it's right before all that though. And it's when Will Smith goes and gets the helicopter and then saves Vivica A. Fox and the president's wife, and they bring her back to the hospital. And for whatever reason, that death scene wrecked me. I don't know what it was. I'm sitting here on the couch. I'm tears are rolling down my face. Uh, when the little girl says his mommy's sleeping, and he says, "Yeah," I, my wife looks at me, goes, "Are you crying at Independence Day?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And she says, "Why?" And literally in the moment, my daughter, my four-year-old daughter, walks into the room, and I said, "That's why." Uh-huh. And she looks at me, and I said, "That was different." I said, "I'm imagining her asking me that question about you," and she says, "Okay, I'm with you." You know, like, you're right, it changes. It's all different. So, anyway. Um, what? What? I have a note in my line here. I have a note here, and it doesn't make sense. Cool way to show us she's DEA. I don't know what that means. There's no one that's in the DEA. Oh, deaf. I think I meant to write deaf, but the F didn't come back. I'm like, who's DEA? Cool way to show us. DEA, she... the little girl's DEA agent. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. that They zoom in on her ear, and then the sound changes and muffles. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was actually that was... really clever. Yeah, even even my kids knew what that meant, you know, being 8 and 10. I mean, they were, they knew immediately, she can't hear. Yeah, that was cool. It, I I just like it when the when movie directors do stuff like that and say, "Oh, she's deaf." Okay, you know, I just I you don't have to spoon feed us stuff. Sometimes you can be a little subtle. Now, I mean, I don't know how subtle you are when you're zooming into your ear, but I, I, I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, I also liked the NCAA tournament of the monsters that have been killed to get to the final championship <laughs> game. I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> Very appropriate for this time of year, I think. Uh, I also, one of my other last notes is, uh, even whistleblowers have podcasts. Of course. Yeah, I just thought that was a, a sneak into a computer lab to steal uh, information I'm good with, but don't eat the man's apple. That, uh, Ew. It's just gross. <laughs> it is gross. I mean, I just... I, like, I know both of you guys. I still would never go up to your house and like take food that you had already eaten and then eat it myself i just oh we know someone though that would we do know someone oh, yes. that would and I'm, yeah. i've been trying for years <laughs> exactly. to get them on the yeah. podcast but uh i still can't believe he didn't get punched in the face for that uh inside <laughs> joke that only people that listen to the, that know us personally know us um i think we've talked about it on the podcast before maybe we have i don't know uh kong signing to the girl was a really sweet moment let's see oh how much sedative does it take to keep that much you know, body sedate. I just, yeah, that's another thing. Unless he's just completely calm because he's riding on a barge, uh, that sedative wore off really quickly when <laughs> Kong, uh, when uh, Godzilla shows up, or he's just, you know, chilling because he's on a cruise until something happens there. Well, they, they, the, they really should have had a barrel with like a, a, a adrenaline. No, no, like a little barrel with a, a fruity drink in it and, a, and an umbrella, you know, sticking out that he can just kind of sit <laughs> like he's, he's laying back and yeah. enjoying. 
well, well I mean, the music they did... is kind of it's kind of Jimmy Buffett ish. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. The movie, yeah. the the movie does it shows them that he likes music because they're playing music both in his habitat and on the crew on the ship. I call it the cruise, but on the ship. But they do give us so the movie does a couple of things to a couple. They're giving us a couple of lines of dialogue to explain some things, right? So. According to the trivia that I read that I, I'll mention, well, I guess I won't mention it again since I'm reading it now, but basically the size of Kong from Skull Island was not big enough to fight Godzilla. He was not big enough. And so, yep. but they used the line in Kong at the end of that movie where they mentioned that he's, he was, he's growing. And at the beginning of this movie, the very first line that I captured in the intro is that he's going to outgrow this habitat he's still growing and that's how they're like if because the size comparison they they made this kong many many feet bigger so that he could stand up to god uh, to godzilla and not be you know just a, a, a bitch slap and he goes flying right you know so which happened a few times yeah he did i mean kong got his butt kicked let's just be real he got his butt kicked twice yeah. two out of three times he he lost those fights and uh, yeah, uh, I also kind of want to know how they got him into those chains. I just oh no, but to your point, Andrew, about the cruise and him being chill and the sedative, whatever. But like the mom does, that was my other thing. Is like they wrote in the line, mom saying the only reason why he's not tearing his boat apart is because she's on it. My daughter, yeah. the daughter, the little girl. So there might have been a little bit of uh. She says, "Hey, we're gonna go for a ride. Can you eat the, you know, all those bananas with the dope and and hang out?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then we're gonna go for a ride. Okay, so I don't know. I just I feel like we're missing some steps where the girl has to communicate with Kong, and then but I guess when we find out later that they can communicate, I guess that reveal is lessened by that. I guess I don't know. I just. One, I want to know how they got him onto the habitat. How do they get him off his island? And then two, well, not off his island, but I mean, how did they build a habitat around him while he slept at night or something? I don't know. It just it seemed strange. No, just why build all these resources to put him in a habitat? Just leave him alone on his island. He's not going anywhere. Just whatever. You still with us, Sam? Where'd your controller die again? He's been talking for like. 20 minutes and oh oh he's gone maybe uh he fell asleep he fell asleep that's okay uh <laughs> let's see uh, skype is being a pain tonight um yeah, they're definitely not a sponsor of the show uh let's see i did like how there's a non-military person giving a tactical plans you know she's like we have to help him fire the depth charges no one else thought of depth charges they're under the water but anyway I that like hurt kong too though I don't know. I guess it's it's one of those where it could hurt him, but in the long at run, least it, it would could... it would make Godzilla at least let him go. I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Godzilla's kind of a dick in this movie, right? I mean he he tries to drown him. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's pretty cold. And and the reasoning being, there could be only one. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there's no reasoning other than that, that he's the reason he's going after Kong is because there can be only one. Yeah, he, he wants to be the alpha. He needs to be the alpha. This planet's not big enough for the two of us. And he's going he's gonna to do his thing. So, I mean, that's what it just comes down to. Uh, it's just interesting that Godzilla just knows where he is. Like, he's just omniscient that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mentioned, like, if we take him off his own, Godzilla's going to go looking for him. So I guess there's something about Skull Island that protects his energy or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I read right. So Iron Sky 2 was right when they went down into the uh, hollow planet, the uh, hollow earth. Yeah. yeah they, they called it. Good job. Would have been awfully convenient for uh, the core as well. Yeah, it would have made that movie a lot shorter. You're right. If they just pooped out <laughs> and they were there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the kind of technology in this movie. That was kind of that that weird faux science type of type of ideas. Yeah, you know? but that movie's trying to make us think that they're doing real science. I never believed any of the science in this movie, so I didn't care. Okay. You know, like it's the science of Armageddon. I don't really care. Just show me some cool stuff and, you know, be quippy and and, you know, blow up a, a giant asteroid. Like, and, I don't And melty. Yeah, melty. Didn't they melt? Like, people, like, melted? In Armageddon? No, in the core. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor uh, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, he he melted like a a marshmallow in a campfire. Yeah. Um, How's that for a visual? Uh, Let's see. I know Kong... uh, Oh, (laughs) so, (laughs) okay. I have have to cue this uh, this clip up. Hang on. Uh, yeah, so when they go into Center Earth or the uh, Hollow Earth, right? I know Kong's down there and he's he's hopping around and he's 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 doing fine. And they land their little ship and they open the door. And all I could think of was, Hey, don't open that! It's an alien planet. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. You're completely right. That's all I could think of. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, it's all like uh, just. I mean, is like the pressure greater down there? I just, I don't know. I, they just walked out there in t-shirt and jeans. I just felt like uh-huh. they, they, it would be dangerous or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh, sorry. I had to, I had to play that. <laughs> um. Okay, and here's another little weird so faux science thing happening, right? So. The problem with the Mecha Godzilla, and again, they're trying to pilot it like it's Pacific Rim, right? They're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, interface with using the the skull of what was it, Andrew? Um, not Andrew, Sam. You watched all these things. Well, who was the, the core? The one of the the, the me, me, megalodon. What was it called? Um, well, it was the three headed thing. Yeah, the right. three headed one. Yeah, I can never remember go, the, go, the Japanese names. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so the three-headed thing, right? They're using the head of it because it has like a psychic link with the other three, right? That was the idea, and so that one of the other skulls is the basis of the 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 head around Mecha Godzilla, and so that's mm-hmm. how they're able to interface via Wi-Fi. Is this this kind of you know? T- and I was actually okay with that idea. Honestly, I was totally fine with that stuff. And it's the idea that they're 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 ship they're they they can't power it right. It's the Iron Man issue that 
Warmonger doesn't have a, a power cell powerful enough. That's why he has to steal Iron Man's chest piece. So in this case, they just go down to the core and find whatever that material that gives Godzilla its power. And mm-hmm. they just take a sample of it, and then they just they just beam up whatever the formula is. And I thought, that seems too convenient. <laughs> you know, like I what I thought was... How was nice that, would that be? Well, it just it, I felt like there should have it should have been harder. You know, like I thought that little crabby thing was going to go and take a piece and then they were going to have to get that to the base and then insert that into the battery system like a Duracell and then that was going to turn it on. Like I thought like like all they did was just upload what it was and then we have the technology to synthesize whatever that is instantly. I mean it was within seconds. I just thought well, you that know what was what I kind of missed in this movie. Yeah. And it kind of along the lame the lines of that in in all of the Kong movies, it's not just Kong. It's it, it's more Skull Island and all the creatures on the island and all the things they have to do to to avoid the creatures on the island and Cole and Kong versus the creatures. When they get to Middle Earth, right? They 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 saw the bats for sure, but there wasn't a whole lot of anything else in there that, that I was expecting in the typical Kong type of movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have enough time or they didn't have the, I mean, I did see the, so I gotta be honest, Sam, you know more about the Kong monster universe or the Godzilla monster universe. And I think Sam, Andrew and I, I think literally my information is what I got from Godzilla final wars which we did for the show, <laughs> which Michael, if you're still listening to the podcast, which um, I don't think he does anymore, I'm sorry, but that's all I information I have is from that. So I do remember in Godzilla Final Wars, there was like like an armadillo kind of giant thing that turned into a ball and rolled, and yeah. Godzilla like smacked it with his tail and it flew off and died or whatever. I think that was down there, right? It was eating one of the creatures that was like a crab thing. Like it, it picked oh, it up yeah. and... Like I, I was yeah. like, hey, that's that thing, and and maybe they're ju- that's just a tease for their, maybe we'll have to you know somebody will have to fight it later. I don't know, but yeah, or maybe they just wanted to show us it just to say, hey, that's another monster that's in the franchise. But I kind of see your point, Sam. It would have been kind of yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I mean he did have to to fight. I mean Kong did have to fight that one kind of snake. Uh, winged thing, and they had to, you know, missile him up to, to help out, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Just, ah, you're right. I mean, maybe a little bit more peril down there. It it did seem like there wasn't peril until it the, was so safe. Yeah, it was so safe until the 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 bats started. And again, we only needed the bats because we. I'm not sure why we really needed them because they didn't really do anything other than. I mean, we didn't. It's not like we really needed to kill off some more dudes with guns, right? Because they were all going to mm-hmm. get in that shuttlecraft and get squished anyway. But uh, I guess, I guess you're right. Maybe the director was like, "Well, we need to do this. We need to have the pterodactyl yeah. things take them off and and do that." Because I mean, you guys saw um, the Kong um, Skull Island, right? Yes, we've. I think we've already established that twice now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the whole idea is is the entire crew you know, gets off not by just Kong, but by things on the island itself. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and you go back to Peter Jackson, we all remember the the human eating 
leeches or whatever those were in the in the swamps and and some of those different creatures that he was showing that that were a heck of a lot of fun so i just i guess i'm i kind of missed that in this sure but minor well very yeah, minor i'm minor with story. you though i mean and then another thing that kind of got me was they're they're saying to kong there might be more of you down there that you know your family might be there and he gets there and there's this huge you know cathedral like place that's been built assuming you know, we're assuming others like kong built it and there's nothing else there so have they all been destroyed have they all are they extinct have they all left we don't we don't know and I, you know i would appreciate it i would have appreciated a just a subtle nod or a, a hint that maybe that's something that could come in the future. I'm not saying they have to make that movie, but you know, maybe a just a subtle wink and a nudge, nudge. Hey, we're going to be looking for uh, these long lost family members here in the future. I don't know. Yeah, no. I feel like that was kind of a build up that we never really got any. The Middle Earth, it, it felt empty. Yeah. For as much that was there, it just felt empty. It didn't feel realized. To be as to visually beautiful as it was. Yeah. There was nothing there. Yeah. Except for random pterodactyl like creatures and a couple of flying lizard things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last couple of things I wrote was cool, uh, world's largest defibrillator. And then a cool fight scene at the end. So that's, that's kind of it. That's kind of my notes. Anything nice. else? Uh, I thought, oh, the last thing I had, my only question was, is that why did Godzilla drill a hole through to Middle Earth with his fire? I, don't, I didn't understand that. They got down there. Kong activates the, the, the floor with his axe, and it creates the symbol of Godzilla, right? the, the little shape of him. And Godzilla just like, oh, I must do this thing now. I'm just how convenient that I'm standing directly over them, you know, that Godzilla's home or King Kong's home is directly underneath Hong Kong. That's super convenient. So I'll just drill a hole down there to him. I don't I'm not quite sure why he did that other than because we needed a quick way out. Yeah. yeah. Again, shoehorn. I just I was asking my wife that because she watched it with me. I'm like, why did he do that? And she says, I don't know. And I said, in the movie, the bad guy says, oh, they've must, they've, they've, uh, he's reacting or he's responding or something. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. what that meant. So, um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, time for a clippy clip. You guys ready for a clippy clip? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Time for this. Hello, loyal listeners. Welcome to TTP Titan Truth Podcast, episode number 245. Today is the day. Maybe the last podcast I ever record. And look, I know I said that last week. And yeah, maybe maybe the week before and a few other times. But look, this is the point. <laughs> I actually thought about starting off our show with that instead of saying, you know, hey, this is CSR, Cheap Seat Reviews. The podcast that explores how to ministry for the greater good. This is the last episode. I know I said that last week, but I mean it this time. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about doing that. I didn't. I didn't know if how it would land. Um, but anyway, uh, I feel very offended by this. By the way, here we go. 
don't know if I'm the right guy for the job. <laughs> to read the reviews, a sci-fi quack trading in fringe physics. Look where they put my office. I'm in the basement right across from flute class. <laughs> oh. First of all, what kind of weird place that he works that has the science, pseudoscience dude down in the basement with the flute class? You know, hey, as, I, I as teach a music business teacher. In Go ahead, Sam. I teach business and economics, and every uh, Monday, Wednesday at noon, I hear the jazz band practicing right below me. And as a music teacher, any room that is available, we will use for a sectional. <laughs> I mean, we will use the janitor's closet if the bassoons will fit in there. So that's all it is. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not arguing the merits that, that musicians will find a place to practice. I mean, I, we all went to the same school of music. You know, I can't tell you how many times we had to kick dudes out of the, the stairway. You know, I want to practice my trumpet in, in the... Or I want to practice my trumpet in a classroom. No, go to a practice room, you weirdo. But... What is it about trumpets doing that? I don't, I, I don't understand. It's big. Well, I, I know the actual reason why, but I'm not going to get into it. But um, it's, I just, <laughs> I'm down here next to the flute class. And of course, my next thought was this school has a class to, dedicated to just flutes? <laughs> just, Damn. <laughs> I know. It's just, if he would have just said, I don't know, maybe music class is too generic, but my wife was like, that's not very nice. Because that's what she played. She played flute. Uh, this was another kind of interesting... Uh, it kind of made me, I don't know, chuckle, but it made me smile. The Hollow Earth aerial vehicles are on their way to Antarctica as we speak. I know you people think you're cutting edge, but these prototypes we're loaning you will make what you've been uh, flying look like used Miatas. I love Miatas. <laughs> I love Miatas. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Miata? Um, this is a question that my boss has asked me before, and my response was not good. Here's the question. How's Kong with heights? Oh, not good. Um, oh, poor Sean. So I accidentally um, exported this clip without giving it a title, so I literally have no idea what this is. So this is a 25-second mystery clip. So it's been a while since we've had a mystery clip, so here you go. I don't like this, guys. You know, if this wasn't contributing to world destruction, this would be a great DJ booth. I know it. Maintenance. It, I'm here for Madison, maintenance. Call thing. I'm maintenance. You don't have to alert the... She doesn't buy that. Uh, Madison, we need to go. The woman with the villain hairdo, she's getting security, so... Madison, they have guns. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm, it's soundproof, so I can't really... I want to communicate. Open the door. There you go. There you go. I thought that was kind of funny. He was actually, again, he was really the only funny part of the movie. Eh. No? He didn't do it for you? Didn't do it for me. Yeah, that's fine. He, he, I mean, he was, he was fun. Honestly, he's the Anthony Anderson from Transformers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Only, I think Anthony Anderson's way funnier than this guy. Uh, my wife uh, pointed this out. The Mecha Godzilla literally did a dun dun dum. It you know like that the whole it literally does this. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it it it's it's just it comes out of the mountain 
and then it eyes up Godzilla, and we have the... I mean, it's kind of a neat sound. I mean, I kind of want to put that like in a dubstep song or something, but uh, it's it's just weird. And you guys also know me. You know I like it when I hear a good shit. So here you go. Oh, shit. There you go. Just a nice quiet. Oh, shit. It's real, real soft. That's like the ASMR version. How weird would it be to be living on a planet with giant things like this just being able to come in at any time to destroy your city. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It that sounds like, it sounds terrifying to live in that world. Right? It just <laughs> to me it start you start thinking about, you know, what about the insurance rates for these these buildings on the coast especially? And, you know, why would someone build a, you know, a billion dollar skyscraper when you know there's a chance that this thing's going to run right through it, especially if you're in Tokyo or Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, why would you live in a coastal city and have big buildings ever? Once, yeah. once Godzilla is a thing that you really, oh, that's a thing that we're dealing with. I mean, Kong's been around a long time. We don't really know. I mean, do we ever find out in the first Godzilla movie how long he's been around for? I mean, I know that the the myth is that he was created due to the nuclear testing. Yeah, that was happening in the Pacific. But I don't know. I just you're you're not wrong, Sam. I mean, it's the same argument with Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, it's just. But see, they're at least trying to build walls or or the 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 me- mecha things to to. Well, stop yeah, I'm, the yeah. cities from the, getting the, the kaiju that they build or make or right. Yeah. They, no, the the yeah. What were the robots called? Were they kaiju? No, the kaiju were the the, the animal the aliens. What were the robots called? I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The robots, the one, you know, they're they're analog because they're nuclear powered. Yeah. Um, all right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Uh, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I have some trivia here. There's a lot of trivia on this movie. I mean, a lot. And I, I mean, I had to go through it. So, uh, when asked about the apparent height difference, I already mentioned that. So I'm going to skip to the next one. In case you are really into the nerdness, or not, well, yeah, into the nerdiness about the height, here's this. On March 11th, 2021, Legendary Studios revealed the official heights of both Titans for their Monarch profiles. Godzilla stands at 393 feet, which is the same height as he is in Godzilla King of the Monsters, while Kong stands at 336 feet. This is the largest incarnation of Kong in history, and both the largest American incarnation and the second largest overall of Godzilla, after the anime version in Godzilla Planet of the Monsters in 2017. You know, I kind of did think about that as, as Kong was climbing those buildings and thinking back to, you know, I've never seen the original King Kong, but thinking back to the visuals that I've seen in pictures and stills of this black and white picture of a, a, a King Kong hanging off the side of the Chrysler building. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time know, he's thought, the size of the Chrysler building. Exactly. That was baby Kong back then. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, grown a lot. So. There, there is one of those uh, posters that I was scrolling through some other things and it was like Godzilla versus, versus something. And it showed 
Godzilla, whatever, and whatever he was fighting, they're each standing on top of one of the twin towers what? in New York. Uh. Like, like the Godzilla is small enough that he could stand on top of one. Uh-huh. You know, that just was an interesting, interesting visual. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, lastly, I wrote, not lastly, uh, second to last is director Adam Wingard thought of Godzilla as the undertaker, the pro wrestler character and fearsome loner who comes and goes to take on enemies when he needs to. For Kong, Wingard looked to Bruce Willis's John McCain, even given the big guy a dangerous jump that's also a diehard homage in the film. He is the 80s action hero archetype, says he says of Kong. John McClane is this awesome cop, but it's like one of those guys versus a bunch of terrorists. And like Willis's good guy, Kong is in a little over his head, though he isn't totally outgunned. So, King Kong is based on Die Hard. I love it. Heck yeah. Yeah, I like it. And the last one I thought was actually really interesting piece of trivia is Kong's axe is made from the dorsal fin of a Godzilla ancestor. Oh, okay. So not Godzilla himself. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wondered that. I thought that was kind of neat. So were all the things, and maybe you saw this where I didn't, were all the things that lit up around the throne of King Kong were all of those dorsal fins or weapons that he had created of other Godzilla-like creatures? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I you. I mean, no. You would know before I would, or I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, that's that. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We decided to do top three versus movies, right? We've already done monster movies uh, before. We did that probably for Final Wars, right? Monster movies. Um. We did that for, yeah, Final Wars. So we decided to do versus movies. Movies where, I don't know, you can either, I, I, you, I took it two ways in my own top three. I looked at it as literally versus in the title and also versus as in person versus another person or thing versus another thing. So as always... Uh, not as always, but as recently, I'm going to let Sam go first. And uh, Andrew, I will remember you that you're going to... <laughs> I will remember I you. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. All right. Uh, my number three is... Um, and I went with the verses uh, on here. My number three is uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. Was, is, is that a movie? Yeah, that's that's the movie you guys love. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Oh, I didn't know it was called Cowboys versus Aliens. I thought it was just Cowboys and Aliens. I think it is Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Well, maybe I added the verses. Yeah, it is <laughs> it is Cowboys ampersand aliens. But you know what? That's fine because it's the same yeah. thing. It's literally them versus well, the aliens. I, I, so I'm yeah. going to replace it then with Jurassic Park three with the T Rex versus the uh Spinosaurus. I mean that's fine. Yeah. I, I, again yeah, that's, that yeah. works too. I'm very fine yeah. with that. Yeah, that totally fits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had that on um, my list too, Sam, so that works. Okay. Cowboys and aliens. My number. <laughs> see, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought it was. It, it anyway, 
Uh, my number two is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Nice. And my number one is such a hidden gem. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a short segment for me. This is going to be very, very short. Yeah. So I also did Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Tucker and Dale versus evil. So my last one, um, so I'll actually make it my number one since you picked the other ones. I'm actually going to say Godzilla Final Wars because as dumb as that movie is, sorry, Michael, I, I kind of enjoyed it and it's kind of a lot of fun and it literally is. Godzilla just versus the next thing versus the next thing versus the next thing. So there's it, it's a lot of fun. Go watch if you seriously if you've not ever seen Godzilla Final Wars. It I don't know how you could watch it. It's never streaming, but I think it's worth worth a watch. Uh, Andrew, see I remembered. All right, see so because I'm going last now, I'm having to work twice as hard. So I want you to look at these. I don't know if you guys can see it. I know our listeners can't see it, but I have a list here of just like 10 nice. movies because I know that you guys are going to take the, uh, take the ones that I'm thinking about. So I have to make my list like 10 long. Just <laughs> so I can look. All right. So what I have here, uh, I have an honorable mention of the Hatfields and McCoys. Oh yeah. That's which good. was a made for TV mini series, but, uh, totally works. I, I count it. Yeah. So that's a honorable mention. Number two, I have Terminator two. Okay. Yeah, him I'll versus that one. Yeah, him the, the versus T, the T two thousand. Yeah. Uh, number two, I have Hunger Games, which is not necessarily versus one person, but it's versus a society, in a sense. Well, they're kind of versus each other. Too. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're versus kind of. each other. Yeah. And then number one, I have Avengers: Civil War. They are. Yeah, versus oh, each other. Oh yeah, that's nice. a good one. Yeah. That is a good so one. There we go. Yeah, I have job. others on my list, but uh, those are the three I'm going to use. Well, we had <laughs> so we had some people chime in on the social media. Uh, Stephen Honeycutt, friend of the show, said Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, let's see. We also had on the Twitter verse. We had uh, such nice people. Uh, let's see. The Hops Geek News podcast posted Alien versus Predator. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, Wait, no, sorry. See, Measuring the Score, which is a podcast about film scores, uh, who I recently ran into, not physically, but started chatting with. Freddy versus Jason. Uh, Green Shirt Podcast, who its host, Cameron, will be on our show next week. I'm very excited to announce that again in a few minutes. Wrote Ash versus The Army of Darkness. It's just kind of titled oh, The nice. Army of Darkness. But the opening title sequence literally does say Ash versus The Army of Darkness. Um, and then we also had uh, JP's World uh, posted Alien versus Predator also. So thank you all for uh, participating in that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I remembered Andrew. So that's the most important part. It always is the most important I part. I will remember you. <laughs> will you remember me? You <laughs> did this time. Uh I did. Here we go. Time for not this. I have the game. The other thing, right? Uh, the oh no, it is time for this. Sorry. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I almost played something else. Time for this. The out of ten. Uh, this is where we give a score for the movie. Uh, we rank it from zero to ten. 
I don't think this is going to get a 10, but I don't know. Um, I will say that Godzilla Final Wars got an average of 5.825, with um, guest Michael giving a 7.5, and and Sam giving it a (laughs) 2.5. That's okay. Uh, IMDb has this movie ranked at 6.6. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a little, I don't know if that's the bar to to go by, but there it is. Sam. Yes. I am going to give this one a 6.83 out of 10. Fun, forgettable, but fun. All right. Andrew. Yeah. I'm right there with Sam. It's it's forgettable. Um, And I think I didn't enjoy it quite as much. So I'm going to give this a just a 6.1. Right. Uh, I had a good time with it. I'm just gonna give it a seven. I actually had some fun with it. It was enjoyable. I laughed. I um, I liked it. It was fine. wasn't great. I mean, seven is actually a pretty good score. I think. Yeah. I mean, even the upper sixes is not bad. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's that's that's tracking alongside of some other scores. I'm trying to think of some other near sevens that I've given things recently. I gave Mr. Right with Anna Kendrick a seven. I think I'd probably rather watch that than this, but uh, I'd, I'd, I'd put both on even. They're I'd about the same. Course. Yeah, depends on how I feel. Yeah, you know, I want to watch something get blown up. I'll watch this. If I want to watch Anna Kendrick do cute things, I'll go watch that. Actually, I'd rather go watch Pitch Perfect, but those are those are funnier. Um, that's it. Now, time for the, the quote game that I usually forget, but I remembered this time, mainly because we don't have a guest, so I don't have to do all that stuff. Uh, so the quote game. I, Sam, you may get this one because I think you finally watched the movie, but I also think, actually, then I, remember, I don't think you actually have watched the movie. Uh, I don't know if Andrew has or not. So here's the quote. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of yep. Orion. I've watched yep. sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in like rain. Tears in the rain. Yep. Time to die. Yeah, I saw it. Huh. Okay. I couldn't remember if you finally did watch it. You, I, I guess when I was at your house, I should have gotten my copy back from you. Well, I, but then my table would be uneven. I know you make the joke. Again, it's my dad's. Let's, you know, <laughs> it's my dad's copy. I know the joke is funny, but like, it's my dad's copy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that, uh, let me know what that is. I've seen it, but I had forgotten that quote. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. That's it. Time to outro the show. Uh, I am excited to say that next week we will be joined by Cameron from the Green Shirt Podcast, which is a podcast that is a uh, it's a Star Trek: The Next Generation kind of watch through. There, uh, Cameron um, is going is watching uh, the Next Generation. He's going through every episode, having never watched any of them before. But he is a Trek guy. He does like Star Trek. He just never watched TNG. Which, frankly, is kind of like me. There's a lot of TNG I missed because I just didn't, wasn't into it as much. I was more into the film. I wasn't as big into the TV. So um, we're having Cameron on next week. Again, Cameron, mm-hmm. host of the Green Shirt 
podcast, A Newbie's Trek Through TNG. And so we're nice. very excited to have him on. It'll be a lot of fun. And we are doing Willow. Next week we're doing Willow. The wow. the Ron Howard. Seen that in forever. Yeah, the Ron Howard. Aren't they directed, coming out with a sequel? They're doing a series. I think they're doing series. a series oh, on, great. Yep. on Disney Plus. That's where you'll find this yeah. is Disney Plus is on Willow. Yeah. So I'm very excited because I love that movie nice. so much. I haven't watched it in years, but I'm I've very, never seen it. And I, oh, remember, wow. I remember you saying that last week. So I'm excited yeah. for you to watch it, Andrew. Really am. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, with all that having been said, please go to our Twitter account, at Cheap Seat Cast. I'm posting stuff there all the time. Now, I just, I'm all over the Twitters. So go to at Cheap Seat Cast. Follow us there. Be, be like one of the... Um, I don't know, 860 some odd other people that follow us on Twitter. So let's see if we nice. can't, let's see if we can't get to a thousand. If everyone that listens to the show followed us there, that'd be really, really awesome. Uh, also like our fake bus Facebook page, facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. Our website where you can go back and listen to all of our old episodes is cheapseat.com. No, cheapseat.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com is how you can find all of our old episodes. It's really the only way you can get go back and listen to Godzilla Final Wars or something like that. Uh, Instagram is, uh, again, Cheap Seat Reviews. Go there. It's, it's well, it's fine. It's cheap. It's, it's Instagram. It's good. Uh, that's it. Please leave us a review. We've had some people leave us reviews, which is really sweet. Um, I mentioned this last week when we had someone leave us a review and I will say another review that we got recently, which again was very nice. Cameron, who's coming on the show next week, left us a review, which was very nice of them to do, of him to do, but he didn't, uh, he didn't have to do that just to come on the show, but I appreciate it. Saying, Sean, Sam, and Andrew, plus guests, do a great job breaking down your favorite films now and then. Of now and then. Love the segments, the respectful disagreements, and the jokes. They've been doing this a while, and it shows. Pull up a seat and enjoy. And his, this is the title of the, of the review. The seats may be cheap, but they're... Oh, and it just stops. It says they're G-O, and it stops. But I can't see the review. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, well... But they're geo, I guess. Go, they're going. I don't know what he's trying to say. They're going. The cheap receipts are they're cheap, but they're I don't know. They're still going strong. Maybe that's what he was trying to say. I don't know. We can ask him next week. And by next week, I mean like four days from when we air this. On behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cheap Seat Reviews.